welcome to the Branding for Women podcast, where we come to connect with and learn from other female entrepreneurs like you. I'm your host, Carolee Brinton. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast episode with the Branding for Women podcast. I'm super excited to share my guest with you today. I have Abby Combs with me. She's a social media manager, and I'm super excited to be able to learn from her and learn about her story and see if she has any insights for us and how we can use social media in our business. So a little bit about Abby. She's a wife, a mother of three, plus one angel in heaven, and owner of eStudios, a marketing firm. Abby thrives in marriage, motherhood, sisterhood, friendships, and business ownership with a big old Diet Coke in hand. Abby loves people and has found a passion in helping small to medium-sized businesses with all things marketing. She loves Reese's peanut butter cups, regular or king size. She doesn't like the thins. Exercising, tropical vacations, the sunshine, and above all else, her family. Let me introduce you to Abby Combs. Abby, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm just so excited to be able to learn from you today and hear more about you. I definitely (laughs) wanted to put in there that I have to have Diet Coke and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So if I have those, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my favorites too. You can't go wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about your story a little bit. I'd love to hear more about you and how you got to where you are today. I am owning and running my own marketing firm, eStudios, and... I kind of have this crazy story, but doesn't everyone. I worked for a small business a couple of years ago. It was in 2016. Anyway, I started working in 2016. I actually had just lost our angel baby. His name is Easton. Um, it's actually what E-Studios is named after. A lot of our life revolves around our angel. And um, we knew that he would pass away. And that's a story for another day. But found that my my two older kids were in school all day. and still grieving and processing losing our baby um, after he was born and had a friend who was working with a small business here locally in Utah. She asked if I would do trade shows with her. I was so excited for the opportunity and just to be able to get out of the house and have something else to focus on. I remember being so stressed about what to wear to these trade shows. And now five years later, four years later, I understand trade shows and I know exactly what to wear, but I remember being so worried about what am I supposed to wear? Am I supposed to dress like business business casual or relax? I was just so stressed about it because I really, although I have a resume, um, I had been mom, a stay-at-home mom for years and just did little things here and there on the side to keep me busy, but never had like a full blown career. And so just figuring out what to wear, I was so nervous about. But anyway, it helped with trade shows with this company for two months when they approached me and asked that I would come on as an employee. I wore many hats at this company. I actually came on under the title of bookkeeper. (laughs) And it's comical because I am in no way a bookkeeper or any kind of accountant specialist at all. But they needed just someone to fill a seat and help with some organization. And one of their pain points was accounting. And so came on for that. And about two weeks later, everything changed. And it seemed like every month or couple months, my job would change. So I wore many hats there being collaborations manager. I ran all collaborations, um, working with influencers and sending them product and getting them to post about the product. And then kind of took on the marketing manager role with helping the owners with um, email automations, 
um, like I said, collaborations, website management and website needs, um, and then also social media. And at the time, we had about 100,000 followers. They were really successful in their first few years growing their social media. And then I came in to manage that. And anyone who helps to run a social media knows that even 3,000 followers, it's almost a full-time job. And so the owner really needed help with the daily posting and management of comments and questions and all of that. And so working part-time, but also full-time at home and loving that and also helping with photo shoots and anything kind of under the marketing umbrella and learned that the, the term marketing, that so many things fall under that name and learned a lot because um, anyone who's ran a small business knows that it's kind of all hands on deck and it's just that daily grind of you do what it takes to get things done. I attribute almost all of what I know to be from working in that small business and super grateful for the opportunities I had there. Then in that time frame, I was there, I was probably there three and a half years. I had another baby and continued working, um, like I said, part-time. It still was for mental health. You know, I started working for mental health. I needed to get out of the house, focus on something else besides the grieving process. Mm -hmm. And even after having my last baby, realized I still needed that. So kept working. Um, they were really great to work with me on my schedule and it was still really good for me. Well, as their company grew and they had always were, were seeing such huge successes, my position really needed to be full-time. And so I needed to decide if I wanted to continue to work and work more hours in the office or if it was time for me to be home. So I ultimately made the decision to be home with my little guy. My big kids were in school full-time and wanted to be home with my little baby who was I guess 18 months at the time, almost two. Anyway, and I left and stayed home. And I tell people I held still for probably five minutes <laughs> because I was able to be home and do the laundry I've been neglecting and clean up cupboards and do all that. But then soon after realized I missed responding to emails and talking to people and felt like I needed to help. So as I was talking to friends within my immediate circle, a lot of them are small business owners and we're expressing their different pain points of growing a business and especially under marketing. And so I was like, well, I know how to do that and I know how to do that and I can run social media and I can do that and talk to my husband. And he ultimately said, you really should do this. You should do your own thing. I decided to start my own business and just helping my friends with their email automations and um, website management and then soon after I started, my husband lost his job unexpectedly. He had been with the same owner for 11 years. Long story short, he lost his job. And while my business wasn't booming or making a ton of money, it allowed us to have a little bit of uh, breathing room. So I was very grateful that that started and knew that there were opportunities on the rise. And really, I'm backtracking a little bit, but the whole reason I wanted to do something, I had had this idea in September or October of that year. And my husband was traveling full time. So he would leave on a Monday, come home maybe Friday or Saturday every week. And so we were without dad all week and I was done. He'd been doing it for 11 years and I realized I want him home. And so if I can start my own little thing and just provide one week of his income, he could be home for one week or, and then maybe if it grew, he could be home for two weeks. And so that was a big motivating factor for me also to start this. Anyway, all of that long story <laughs> aided in me starting my own business. It has just evolved and grown into what it is now, only a few months into it, but I'm really passionate about it and 
learning a ton along the way, but really loving it. Wow, that is such an incredible story. You've definitely been through some really difficult things, and I'm just amazed at how positive and happy you are in our few interactions that we've had. Uh, it's just, you're kind of like a ray of sunshine. You have one of those personalities that just lights up a room, and that's just amazing that you still have that, even with everything that you've been dealing with, and it's been hard, but I'm really, really glad that you have also been able to find something that you love that helps you be able to stay home with your family and be able to have your husband home with you as well. That's really, really cool. Thanks. Yeah, you're so sweet. It's been a journey for sure, but been really, really fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like we have really similar stories too. And so I'm just super excited to learn from you and continue to follow you and see how things are going because you're you're like one step ahead of me, but we have like almost the same story. <laughs> I think that's so funny because I'm always like watching your page and I'm like, oh, she just has, she has it all together. She has all the things. So we envy each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but that's part of the thing too is, especially online, like it's easy to portray like you're doing fine. Yeah. But it's really, really hard. It's hard to own your own business and like, run everything and make sure everything's streamlined and also be there for your family. And so just like hats off because you're doing really, really, really good. Oh, thank you. I was telling my husband the other night, I was like, I have got to find a better way of writing everything down because I have notebooks everywhere. And I'm just trying to make sure that I don't let anything fall through the cracks. And I think a lot of people understand running a small business. There's a lot of things you're juggling and you're just hoping that you don't drop the biggest one. (laughs) Definitely. This is something I've talked to you about before as well as I have been feeling that exact same way and it's time for me to outsource to get some help with my social media, which is exactly what you do. Do you have any recommendations for people for knowing when they should take that leap and go ahead and hire out to have people help them with parts of their business? I think if you're asking yourself, when should I have help? Is it time to have help? I think it's time to have help. I think... What I've learned in the past, a few months specifically, but the past few years is there's kind of two mindsets. There's the creatives and they have the big picture and the visions of how big the company can be and what it's going to be and how great it will be. And then you have these um, behind the scene, like busy bodies that like calendars and schedules and um, organization. And I think if you can find that you're the creative side, which most small business owners are, I think you need to find that other component to help you with the behind the scenes because there's so many things involved with the creative side and growing the business and having that dream and you need that to hustle and to get where you want to be. But you, there's so many little details that get overlooked. And if you can have someone behind you supporting you and making sure those details, those T's are crossed, I think it's so helpful and it will help get you to the next stage. There's the saying that once you can pay for help, you'll see your business completely grow. And it's so scary. And I'm actually in that same spot where it's nerve wracking to let your baby essentially and give that over to someone else and say, Hey, will you have the same visions as me and help grow this? But I think if you can find the right personality that fits with you and someone that's passionate about what they do and also what you're doing, it's a good marriage to then help grow the business. So I think if you're saying, oh, I'm kind of feeling like I'm stressed out and I can't get everything done. If you're starting to have those questions, it's time to hire some help. That makes a lot of sense. 
So there are a lot of different questions that I have that stem from what you just said. And one of the things that have been standing out to me is in your specific realm, which is marketing management, how can that benefit a business owner to start out hiring out for that? And what is the difference between like a social media manager versus like a marketing manager or a virtual assistant? Those are really good questions. I think just having a second set of eyes on your business is helpful. A lot of times with my clients, what I do is um, just look at their website. And because I'm a fresh set of eyes and I've worked with other websites and different companies, I can say even things like, hey, you probably should change your color on your button because studies have shown that it converts better. Or saying, hey, why is your button here? It should be here. Or on my mobile device, I actually can't see the right font. Things like that, just having a second set of eyes, I think is super helpful. You may get nervous about paying for those little details, but those little details is 100% the customer experience. And as any business, anyone who's selling anything, you want the most fluid, easiest customer experience. And having someone come in who has the expertise in marketing, but also is a consumer to come in and look at your site is so helpful. And having someone to brainstorm. Um, A lot of my clients, they're a one woman or one man show. And they're like, hey, I had this idea to do this, this, and this. What do you think? Having someone to just bounce ideas off of um, helps you work through that creative process um, so that you're not like, oh, this is a great idea. You launch it and no one responds. Then you wasted all your time that could have been spent somewhere else. And when you work with the marketing manager, you can say, well, actually, that's a great idea. Let's take that, but let's, let's execute it this way. Or even that's a brilliant idea. Let me execute it for you. Now you move on to the next thing and the next big idea and the next meeting and the next conference call and I'll execute your ideas. So marketing manager fulfills all those different roles. And then as far as the differences between social media manager, marketing manager, and a virtual assistant. So in my perspective and in my opinion, a virtual assistant is someone um, just to help you execute ideas and tasks. And what this requires is for you to create a list of, hey, I need you to do items one through 10. And then you train that person and they execute. The benefit is things are getting done. And if someone is a experienced virtual assistant, they should be able to get things done quickly and efficiently. Um, However, that requires for you to sit down and make a list of everything that needs to be done. I kind of uh, compare it to my nanny. I have a sitter that comes over. Um, helps to watch the kids while I'm working. And I've had nannies the night before. I have to hurry and pick up my whole house, get the kids' bedrooms figured out, get the laundry in baskets right next to the laundry room, and then make a list of, hey, today will you do this, this, and this? The kids need to do this. And I just spent an hour giving her tasks. But then I've also had a nanny. I didn't have to do any of that. She came in. She saw that things needed to be picked up. She did the dishes. She put in laundry. She did all of that without me even asking her. And it just alleviated so much stress and time on my part. And so that's what a marketing manager is. She's the A student nanny. (laughs) A marketing manager should be able to come in and say, hey, I think you might need this, this, and this done. Can I go do it? And they get your approval and some training um, and then they go and do. And a virtual assistant is more of a one-time babysitter where you have to write out the schedule and how to do everything every day. So there's benefits to both. I obviously prefer um, working with a marketing manager, someone who knows what they're doing. 
And then a social media manager would be someone that just does social media. And again, pros and cons to that. Someone who just does social media is focused on just that. This would be beneficial, I think, for any social media size, but I would think it would be more beneficial for a a larger following where it's um, more of a full-time job. So you're getting comments hourly, not just to a day. You're getting comments hourly. You're getting direct messages hourly or more often than that. Um, You're getting questions about your product specifically, or you're, you're having multiple pages. You have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Facebook group, a Twitter, a LinkedIn. You have all these different pages and you're trying to manage all of them. A social media then comes in, make sure that your message is cohesive on any given platform. And they just specialize on that. Again, a marketing manager has experience in social media and can do social media management and offers tactics on how to grow and things to post and different language to use. Something I specialize in as a marketing manager is a marketing calendar. And that's where we kind of marry all these different job titles and put them all together. And I would think a marketing manager should provide this for you where you're Um, You have a calendar on what you're posting on social media, including all different platforms. And you also have, if you're running a sale and what the coupon code name is, and if you're doing an email blast, or if you're working with a specific influencer and they have an exclusive discount for a certain amount of days, or if you're doing a giveaway with a certain influencer, things like that, it all is housed on one spot. Again, a marketing manager will help you Make sure that you're cohesive and executing on all areas so that you feel in control and organized and you don't have to be juggling all these pieces. Wow, that's amazing. I feel like I learned so much with that question. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to go through and describe each of those different titles to give us some better understanding. That's something I come across often. I have a lot of people talking to me and asking if they can be my virtual assistant or like a manager and like... It's always, it's just kind of hard to feel like, okay, but like, what is it that you do and like, see how they can help me or like, what is it that I need? Like, is, are they going to be able to help with that? So this really clears up a lot of things in that regard. Now that we have a better understanding of those different job titles, is there anything else that you would like to add about the process or what we should look for for choosing like a social media manager or virtual assistant? Is there anything else that we should be looking for to help us make our selection? That's a really good question. I think first and foremost, you need to figure out your goals and dreams for your business and understand your top five favorite things to do within your business and maybe your bottom three and find someone to execute those bottom three and let you work on what you love to do because that will motivate you to continue working even harder and then let someone who's passionate about those bottom three work on what they love to do. It might cost more than you think, but I think you'll be able to, if you have maybe a call and you're like, Hey, I think that's really good. I would set maybe a second call and say, Hey, can we chat one more time? And I have a couple ideas or questions for you. I would be more than happy to take two calls, take 30 to 45 minutes out of my day to say, yeah, here's how I would attack that issue. And I think if you can give them an example of like, here's my pain point, how would you solve it? Let them come up with some answers. And if you hate the responses, obviously it's not a good fit. If you're like, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. I think it's a good fit because now you're learning from them and they'll learn from you. In my experience, um, I've taken a lot of 
consultation calls. Um, hey, I'm interested in having a marketing manager or a social media manager. Um, let's chat. And there have been calls that when I'm listening, I'm excited for them and I want to support them, but I just don't feel like it's a good fit. And I think being able to say no is so hard, but so necessary and realize that you have to kind of vibe. It has to be a good vibe where you're like, okay, we could hang out. We could go get a big old Diet Coke together and understand each other's dreams and passions and expertise. And we could mesh well together mm-hmm. and be, be okay to say no. Cause the be- better opportunity might be right around the corner. I think obviously you'd want to have a resume or their history, understanding where they're coming from and their expertise. That's a really, really great answer. Thank you so much for that insight. I wanted to talk about something else you brought up before, um, and that is dividing your time between business and personal life. We've kind of touched on that a little bit. And while we've talked about you can save your time by hiring out, you've also pointed out that you save time by hiring out for personal things, not just business things, by having a nanny or someone that will come and take care of your house. And like, that's okay. I feel like there's kind of a stigma these days that's like, there are a lot of people that are willing to do that, that you can hire to have take care of your home, but it's almost like, it feels weird. (laughs) Yes. But it's okay. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to let somebody in your home to help you. And it doesn't mean you're a bad mom or a bad wife or a bad woman in general. If you don't want to spend the time taking care of your home and you'd rather put your time in other places, like that's okay. Absolutely. hundred percent. I have dealt with this and struggled with this. I should say Um, my oldest will be almost 11. She'll be 11. Anyway, she's coming up on 11. And I would say I started doing little side things here and there looking for some fulfillment that motherhood just didn't bring me personally um, since they were probably two or three. So my first two are 11 months apart, a little backstory, not planned. They're 11 months apart. My second was only two weeks early. So at my daughter's one year birthday, I had a three week old, (laughs) (laughs) kind of crazy and it wasn't planned, but they're the best of friends now. And it's so great now. Anyway, my point is that I have struggled with this. I I've been wanting to be a mother and a wife and a homemaker my whole life. And here it is. I'm still a little bit unhappy and maybe not unhappy, but feeling a little empty and I was able to coach cheer on the side a little bit here and there. I have a background in cheerleading. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's kind of funny. There's a stigma around cheerleaders, but I will be your biggest cheerleader. Okay. Awesome. Um, for what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm everyone's cheerleader, but anyway, so I was able to, and my husband and I actually struggled with this a little bit because he was like, we had agreed that we were, were running a traditional household where he went to work and I stayed home with the kids. And, um, he came from a home that was like that also. And and I did pretty much too. And so he was really confused as to why I would want to do more work. Why would I cause myself more stress, finding sitters and trying to schedule practices and running here and there? Why would I do that to myself if I didn't have to financially, we were super blessed. I didn't have to work, but it took us about eight years to real for him and I to realize that having a little side hustle, brought me fulfillment that motherhood and being a wife and a homemaker and a sister and a friend just doesn't provide. I even struggled myself thinking, why am I going outside of the home to do these projects 
why can't I just be happy sitting at home? And I had to realize that's okay. I only have to be what I want to be. And so, like you said, hiring out was a huge step. I had done that while I was working at this small business a couple of years ago. And then once I came home, I let all my help go. Obviously I was home now. I could do it all. And then once I started my own thing, I was feeling so overwhelmed. Like how am I supposed to work? It's getting busier, but it's busier requiring more and more of my time. How am I supposed to keep my kids entertained? Um, we went, we entered into quarantine and I was like, my business kind of boomed during that, which I'm super grateful for. Um, but now my kids were home and I have, three kids at home. I have to do school. I have to do mom. I have to entertain them. I want it to be not scary during quarantine, um, during COVID and decided to bring on a nanny because I wanted them to have fun and enjoy their days. And I could still execute what I needed to do. I also have someone who comes in once or twice a month to help clean, but my kids still hop in and help clean. And they're still learning those principles and those tasks but I don't feel as overwhelmed. It makes me a happier person. I know that the things on the checklist are getting done, but I'm not running myself ragged trying to get those done. I was telling my sisters actually the other day, I was saying some days I want to just throw in the towel with my business and I just want to go to the pool with my kids, let them swim, run around and have fun and not think twice about a business. But then I know when I go to the pool, my phone will be out and I want to answer an email <laughs> and I want to talk to clients. And so I know that I have a passion for my business and I love what I do enough that I need to balance it. And I want to be a mom and a wife and a homemaker just as much as I want to grow this business to what I know it can be. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights on that. Yeah. And I was just thinking about how inspirational and empowering you're going to be for your daughters and your children because they're able to see you doing what you love, what helps you feel satisfied and fulfilled at the end of the day. You're there, you're able to be present with them, and you're also able to show them how they could also balance doing what they love and being with the people they love at the same time. So I think yeah. that's really, really cool. Thanks. I actually have my old owner tell me, you're going to have regrets either way. You're going to have regrets that you're, you stay at home, be a stay-at-home mom, you put your needs last and your kids grow up and they're out of the house, you're going to have a regret that you didn't do what you wanted to do. Or you're going to have a regret that you do what you want to do, have fulfillment, but you weren't home as much as you would have wanted. You're going to have regrets either way. So why not take care of yourself? It's a form of self-care and put your needs, maybe not above everyone else's all the time, but for a few hours a day, put your needs first and take care of yourself so that you can now give to other people. And it was some of the best advice I was given. Definitely. Wow. Wow. I love that. I'm going to write that down and put it yes. on. <laughs> Perfect. Well, before we wrap up, I wanted to see if you have one or two tips that uh, we could implement in our social media. Good question. Um, it's kind of hard to give specific tips because I think everybody is a little different on how they show up and operate on social media. But given like my history and expertise, I think first off, decide if you want to be on social media. We all understand that it's huge right now and it's something, a place we all need to be. But if it's bringing you immense stress and frustration and anxiety, don't do it. Find other ways to market or hire out and find someone who loves doing it and let them do it. That's really good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Also understand and accept the fact that numbers don't matter, that followers on Instagram or Facebook 
don't necessarily mean that your business is going to be successful or make X amount of revenue. Yeah, it's kind of nice on Instagram when you get 10,000 followers, you have the swipe up feature and you can link products easier. However, you don't want 10,000 followers and having no one see your images or comment. And so understand that the engagement is more important than numbers. I have clients that have 188 followers, not 188,000, 188. And I have some that have 150,000 followers and they're both getting engagement. They both are getting sales and they both have followers that are interested in their specific business. You need to come to social media understanding that you're having a conversation with strangers that are, should turn into friends. Continue to create that conversation and create posts that are conversational and informative and to create that trust between you as the poster and your customers and create that relationship that should turn into sales, hopefully. But that just because you have 10,000 followers doesn't mean that you're making a million dollars. doesn't really mean anything besides you get a swipe up. <laughs> so understand that numbers don't matter. Don't do social media. And if it stresses you out and causes you anxiety, if you can't afford it, hire it out. If you can't afford it, afford it, I would highly suggest you have a presence on social media. When you are on social media to just post, to have a conversation and to create those relationships with people. And that will create trust that should turn into sales. Thank you so much. Those are really, really great tips and definitely good reminders for me. It's so easy to get caught up in the numbers game and to spend way too much time on social media and it really affects our self-esteem. And so it's really a good reminder to remember that it's not about the numbers. You're there to be authentic and just show up for who you are. People will get to know you and they'll love you. And then if you have a business, they'll buy from you. Wow. So much gold in our interview today. Thank you so much for talking with me, Abby. I really appreciate you being here and for everything that you've shared with us. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm long-winded. So thanks for letting me talk. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Everything you said was so helpful. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one that will think that. So oh, thank good. you so much. <laughs> yes, of course. Happy to do it. Thanks for listening to the Branding for Women podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, please subscribe and leave a review. Have a great weekend.